Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. This is episode 169, More Racing Games. This is the third time on the podcast that we've been focusing on racing game music. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you think about racing games, um, even to non-video game music fans, I think anybody who plays video games, uh, racers just have such classic music and a really no great shortage. opportunity for a lot of different types of music. I think that's the thing I'm most excited for about today's playlist is just to really showcase a real musical diversity mm -hmm. and cool to think that all these games in some way or another can fit within the same genre. Yeah, and we're going to be going to, to places that we didn't necessarily go to in previous racing game episodes. I, I tried to kind of go outside the box and find tracks that musically, like, does this even feel like a racer? There's actually, uh, today's kind of surprisingly laid back and surprisingly relaxing. There's there's some kind of really nice calming tracks, you know, among uh, the, the rocking stuff. You know, what you're hearing right now, this is from Power Drift, which is a classic Sega arcade soundtrack by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. This is A-Course. From Power Drift. So this this is one of the tracks where it's just like, no, this is like classic racing music. So we'll have both. We'll have examples of both today. Yeah, I think when I think of racing game music, I think of um, organ rock. <laughs> that, Wonder the, why that works so well. Yeah, for some reason, just the sound of heavy guitars with sort of a rock organ. No, Will, do you know really one of my favorite like... things about uh, arcade music, um, as far as if you're talking about a musical form? That really long. That it, yeah. It's loops. just it's always evolving. It's always it's constantly dynamic. It's almost never looping. This track is never looped, and it's past the three minute mark right now. So mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome, and that's one thing that you definitely don't get in console music of this time. Here's actually, yeah, right here you guys are hearing the loop, so that's that's crazy. Before we get into it, I want to remind you guys once again and thank those of you that have already uh, submitted tracks for our listener show-and-tell episode. Yes. We've been receiving a lot of submissions, so we thank you, those of you who have uh, submitted um, tracks. And for those of you who haven't... Yeah, that's next week is that yeah, episode. Um, if you guys aren't familiar, listener show-and-tell is... Um, we sort of do it as a service to you guys, so you guys are the faithful listeners to the Super Mercado Brothers video game music podcast and we know that you guys are avid lovers of video game music so if there are tracks that we haven't played or that you just want us to play and talk about on the podcast send us an email or send us a message on our website uh with some suggestions yeah and uh if you're listening to this when it comes out you you're, you're almost your time is almost up because we're going to be doing it next week so yeah if you're listening to this on the monday that it comes out uh get those picks in last call for that for sure so Cool. This is going to be a fun episode. I'm really pleased with the playlist. Again, no shortage of great racing game music. Tried to find games that we've never played before, you know, as well as classic stuff that, that we love to go back to. So so now let's move on to uh, a new title for the podcast, never featured. This is Famicom Grand Prix 2 3D Hot Rally. And this is a game for the Famicom Disk System. So pay particular attention to maybe how this track is going to use that extra FDS uh, channel. It's pr pretty cool the way it does. This is composed by Soyo Oka. This is the title theme to 3D Hot Rally. Let's take a listen. Thank you. 
really interesting track. That was the title theme from Famicom Grand Prix 2 3D Hot Rally for the FDS, composed by uh, one of the most quintessential old-school racing game composers. You have Soyo Oka here. Really wonderful discovery. Uh, never was aware of this soundtrack before, so it's great to have you know new Soyo Oka music. At least you know in my mind, something I've never heard before. Really mm-hmm. interesting meter changes in this one. Yeah, very much her sense of jazz harmony, her type of uh, use of modulation, and even melodic sensibilities. Uh, it, as far as um, how it's harmonized, I mean, you know, literally, there's a lot of kind of. Uh, extended parallel harmony because it has the addition of that fourth channel on the FDS um, mm-hmm. it's able to sort of have those pedal bass lines and have um, really three part parallel harmonies going on which creates right. a really dense complexity of sound um, which is very unique for the 8-bit era well, definitely and that's, that's and it sounds kinda, more like what she does on the Super Nintendo exactly and that three-part harmony is what makes it feel like classic Soyo Oka you know because when we think of her we think of her on the Super Nintendo like you said and and just the lushness that she has with the way that she harmonizes her melodies it might be right. a very simple and catchy melody in a lot of ways but the way that it's harmonized is not simple well at it's all. interesting it, it almost is so simple um, but that's what makes it complex you know it's like it, it would be simple simple to play on a piano because right. it's just moving parallel but as far as if you're analyzing it um, it's almost like the harmonies are unaware of their harmonic implications because mm-hmm. you can have something that sets up just a major triad but then in the next note of the melody harmonizing it that way gives you like a major seventh and then mm-hmm. the next time it gives you a six on the chord so it's like it, it's really interesting how it's it, it is that complexity from simplicity idea Man, that's just a really cool track so a cool way to start off the day now let's move on to a Genesis game. Uh, lots of great race music for the Genesis. This is Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge. And the composers we have for this game are Dandy and Hiratoshi Moria. So I'm not sure. Um, Dandy is obviously an alias for a composer. But in any case, let's take a listen to the title screen from this game. This is a really kind of fun, pleasing breezy track you know again another example of, of not what you'd expect for race music let's take a listen little unorthodox little Genesis title screen that was. That was the title screen from Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge by Dandy and Hiratoshi Maria. Will, what are your thoughts on this track? It's definitely uh, a surprising choice in a lot of ways for racing. I really like it. I like the use of silence and space. Right? Um, uh, Especially with no drums. Yeah, the chords are great. It's really fun. Um, All the changes and modulations are really fun. I think the only criticism... I think what a lot of people might say this as well is it very um, 
unelegantly goes back into the loop. Yeah. I think maybe the idea is that most people wouldn't listen to it that long. But That's it's probably setting right. up all these beautiful kind of jazz chords, and then it just abruptly takes you back to the beginning. Like in the middle of the measure, too. It doesn't right. even like wait till the four. It's almost like in like half the measure, it kind of does yeah, it's it. It's kind of interesting. But yeah, um, definitely one of the things we're going to be hearing today are some surprising uh, musical choices for, for racing games. You know, this is a title screen, and if you were to tell me, what do you think a title screen for Ferrari Grand Prix Challenge on the Genesis would sound like? I'd probably would assume it'd be, but it's just so far from that, you know? Right. But I do think it fits as well. You know, there's a lot of ways you can uh, evoke. Well, especially on the Genesis, I think of uh, the Sega Genesis as really sort of being a console with um, a lot of kind of formulaic writing where Mm -hmm. um, if it's music for a specific type of genre... Um, musically that the Genesis does well, like rock, you kind of know what you're going to expect. So this is definitely a surprising detour because when I think of, you know, the quintessential um, Super Nintendo soundtracks, there's not really any common themes between them. They're so kind of diverse and oftentimes using very quirky types of sounds. Um, But with Genesis, it's like when it's at its best is usually when it's rocking or something like this, which is just completely different, which... Mm -hmm. I personally love even better. Yeah. Now, one of the things I'm excited today is to play some modern games, you know, because it's a really cool experience when you're putting together a playlist and you have obviously maybe heavy, heavy on the retro stuff, which our podcast in general is, but to mix and to sprinkle in some modern games really spices it up. And I'm excited to play a track from Gran Turismo 5. Uh, this is a track composed by Taroma Koshida, and there's a lot of wonderful jazz in Latin tracks in the soundtrack. Now, I've never really played this game, so I don't believe this is an in-game track. This most likely is some sort of menu theme. But in any case, this is a wonderful bossa nova called Holiday from Gran Turismo 5 for the PS3. Let's take a listen. This is Holiday from Gran Turismo 5, composed by Taroma Koshida, and I really recommend checking out this soundtrack. There's some really good uh, kind of funkier fusion tracks as well. Lots of different genres, but um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure this type of music is, is probably in the menus. I wouldn't be surprised if there was actual licensed, most likely electronic music for the actual in-game stuff, but this is something that I'm a little bit more interested in. Uh, this kind of music. So, well, what do you think about this track, Holiday? 
I think it's amazing. Um, everything about it, I'm very drawn to. I think, I, I guess I really wasn't expecting to have such a catchy and pure melody. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Uh, it has a great sort of bossa nova groove to it. It's also very small ensemble, which I very much appreciate, you know, just kind of having uh, flutes and guitar and bass and hand percussion, and it all feels very kind of intimate. It's not yeah. like a huge jazz orchestra type of bossa nova. It's very accessible. Absolutely, yeah. And and actually, bossa nova is one of those things that we could actually have a bossa nova episode. Really, like how many times have we heard that kind of art form in video game music? It's just mm-hmm. so popular. Um, one th- disclaimer I should make is uh, if you guys hear a little bit of a fan noise, we do have a fan on today because it is pretty hot uh, in this room right now that we're recording. So hopefully you don't hear it, but if you hear a little bit of it, just so you know, we don't want to be too sweaty as we're doing this today. All right, now let's move on to another kind of classic arcade-sounding track. This is from GP Rider, again by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. He's joined by Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Sega Arcade Game. Uh, This is Time Attack from GP Rider. This is fun. go that's the rocking race music that i'm thinking of this is time attack from gp rider composed by hiroshi kawaguchi and takanobu mitsuyoshi this is kind of more par for the course no pun intended uh this this is just a lot of fun you know when when this starts off it kind of takes a little bit uh to kind of get your bearings but you know the thing that's so effective is about this track it's not going to be like that catchy of a melody or that's not really the focus of it for me it's kind of the tempo and the pace and the groove and the exciting kind of just kind of well, this like yeah, technical that arpeggiation sound. is really sort of digital magic. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a very well put together piece. I, I do mean, too. it may not have a very clear present melody, but it, I think it has a good melody. Well, how many times is do we hear that with Hiroshi Kawaguchi's work on the arcade, where it's like, yeah, maybe it's not like a super simple hummable melody. But it's always very effective. He always puts together just great tracks. It's really good music, yeah. It is very interesting music, yeah. Very interesting style that Kawaguchi has. You know, uh, we recently had that great episode on Katsuhiro Hayashi, who's another Sega, uh, early Sega legend. But really, in some ways, Hiroshi Kawaguchi was maybe even more prolific and probably well-known. Well so that might be an episode we'll have to do, too. Even though so much of it we've already played. Uh, cool. I'm excited to move on to this next game. This is just like a really kind of classic game for me. This is Wave Race 64. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for the N64. Uh, always a fun choice, you know, because when I think of racers, obviously I'm thinking of cars on right. on the street, you know, but this is a different type of a racer composed by Kazumi Tataka, 
one of the best, uh, probably most talented composers that's still luckily well, that's active. interesting. Why do we always assume racing games are for cars? I don't know. When you think there's a lot of types of racing, you, you know, know, have we ever We don't played... really think about foot race kind of game. But that is, isn't that, uh, there has to be some video games that are sort of foot racing Well, I mean, I think uh, track and field on <laughs> well, the yeah. NES. That's true. But yeah, if there's any other foot-based racer that anyone knows I imagine knows like of. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games has probably mm-hmm. like a sprinting portion. I bet a lot of that stuff is racing. But anyway, let's let's play this track we haven't played uh, on this podcast from Wave Race 64. This is Sunny Beach. Here we go. You guys listening to Sunny Beach from Wave Race 64, composed by the wonderful Kazumi Tataka. Really great style that he went for. I mean, it's very natural to him, and it's very Nintendo and right. non-threatening and stuff. But in general, I, I do remember when I played this game You know, in this era, I remember being very impressed, particularly with Dolphin Park, uh, with the music, because... There was a there's a level of like legitimacy that in that era, especially knowing that it's this Nintendo game, it doesn't sound like Mario, it doesn't sound like Zelda. It really does sound like kind of something you'd hear on the radio, some kind of like smooth kind of proggy jazz, uh, which is so fitting for kind of the very relaxed nature of the game. But there's something about it when I played this, I remember being impressed with the music. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, especially, it's, it's kind of hard to listen to now in that context because um, even when the instruments sound authentic, they sound very cheesy. Yeah, very um, cheesy. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't mean to say proggy. I guess I meant to say kind of jazz fusion, smooth, right. smooth jazz, for sure. A little bit cheesy. Uh, this track is probably a lot more cheesy than Dolphin Park. I think Dolphin Park is maybe my favorite track in the game. Right, me too. I mean, I love the music to Wave Race and Kazumi Tataka and how about is that, one of the Nintendo And how about greats. that wonderful main theme that he composed for this game? Yeah. Just, just on the nose. Incredible. Yeah, Wave Race is a, is a fun is a fun and sort of an impressive game, I think, for the Nintendo 64. And uh, I think it con- the, the controls are sort of sophisticated for, really good. for a game now. Sometimes when you go back to early 3D games, it's, it's almost like it was a little bit too complicated. Yeah, Wave Race 64, for- I mean, just the water effects, the controls, the engine, that was just so impressive back in that time. And I, I remember when I got Wave Race Blue Storm for the GameCube. Yeah, and that man, blew my mind. That blew my mind. The water looked so good i remember thinking the water in super mario sunshine looked like as real as it could ever it be. still looks amazing yeah i'll never forget that and 2002 they really nailed they really nailed water effects on the gamecube <laughs> for sure awesome let's move on to another nintendo game this is kirby air ride for the gamecube 
And I don't know why or how, but it's just so seemingly random back in the GameCube era which games got an orchestral treatment and which games didn't. Why did this game get a fully orchestral treat? I mean, I love it. I'm really happy, but it's like Kirby Air Ride, like a Kirby Racer got it, but like Mario and Zelda games didn't. It's well, and just modern crazy. Kirby games don't get orchestral. It's very soundtracks. odd, but anyway, wonderful orchestral soundtrack. Let's play a track we've never played. This is Checker Knights. And the composers on this game are Shogo Sakai, Jun Ishikawa, Hirokazu Ando, and Tadashi Ikigami. Let's take a listen to Checker Knights. <laughs> track that was checker knights from kirby air ride composed by wonderful composers that are very prolific in the kirby series this is a great soundtrack i'm a big fan of it again it's another nice change of pace for what i think of racing game music yeah i'm really loving this how they're capturing the spirit of kirby with the orchestra is just great all the orchestration choices particularly the doubling um doubling of uh French horns and you know uh, violas and cellos, and then adding trumpets up the octaves, yeah, isn't that and then fun? having the xylophone doubled with flute. It's just that very kind of big, broad orchestral sound, which I don't know. It, it captures the Kirby spirit. Well, what I get a kick out of anything I think. is hearing that kind of quintessential Kirby style being played with orchestral instruments. You know, it's still well, it almost seems like it was always intended to be with an orchestra because Kirby has that kind of oompa 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 kind of yeah. It was really really nice that they had the realization the foresight to say hey guys let's actually just keep doing our thing with this music let's not like we didn't get like you know freaked out like oh no we have an orchestra let's completely change the style like they're right. just doing the exact same style it would have been in on the super nintendo right but it's orchestrated and that's what feels great yeah i think that's so fun and yeah and in addition to that i feel like kirby music is always playing off of um either musical cliches or old kind of tunes that are just melodies in the public domain. Yep. Um, like I, I always kind of think of it, something like the Can Can or something. Little shout out. This track is actually featured on Kirby's Dream Band. Their new album is called Pink Cells, and this is uh, this Checker Knights is, is featured. So if you want to hear a rock remix of this, go on over to their Bandcamp. Those are those guys are are pretty awesome. It's their I think their second album. All right, let's move on to a Game Boy soundtrack that was composed by the wonderful Machiro Yamani as well as Tsuyoshi Sakido. This is a game called Motocross Maniacs. Let's take a listen to Courses 3 and 7. This is an interesting piece. Here we go. (laughs) 
Isn't that unique? That's Courses 3 and 7 from Motocross Maniacs, composed by Machiri Yamani and Suyoshi Sakido. Wow. To me, this is something that uh, desperately wants to be something so much bigger than what it is. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would be really curious to hear this done up um, with entirely different instrumentation. Um, because somehow hearing it with these same instruments, it's very exhausting because yeah. there's no place where there isn't, you know, kind of an active, busy melody happening. So it's a little exhausting, but I don't think it's meant to be heard that way because I think the attempts at instrument switching are meant to represent, you know, this is melody and this is a counter melody. Mm -hmm. But since it's all kind of, <laughs> there's a limit to um, what expanse of sound you can have with this hardware. Right. So it, it ends up kind of muddying together. But musically, I'm very intrigued by it. I think it's really pretty. Yeah, well, I haven't really uh, begun, as we're recording this, I haven't honestly started to go through the emails yet to, to make our playlist. I'm in, starting the next couple days, I, I want to start that, because I know we haven't, there's still people that haven't submitted yet, but I gotta get that started, because that's gonna be kind of daunting. Right. But and, and by think, the way, we record these early, so if you're right. listening to it, that doesn't mean that, we, by the yeah, time no, you're listening gotten, to it, We've definitely started to get done. a flood of emails. I just haven't gone through yet, but do you right. think we're gonna get some Game Boy stuff on, in lieu of our recent Game Boy episode? I haven't seen any any Game Boy things in the emails that I've checked out so far. But yeah, but that, that maybe would, I would love that to. That would be really cool. But anyway, let's move on. We're going to move on to a Genesis soundtrack that I definitely had heard of before, but I had never checked out previously. This song was so familiar to me, though, when I got to it. This is a game called Outrun 2019. So some sort of futuristic Outrun sequel. But this track, for some reason, felt like classic to me. So I must have heard it. Uh, I don't know if I heard it on like Legacy Music Hour or some other podcast or something. Um, really cool track. This is Feel the Beat from 2019, composed by Shigeki Sako. Here we go. are listening to Feel the Beat from OutRun 2019 for the Genesis composed by Shigeki Sako. Yeah, uh, interesting. Very interesting. Um, Will, is there anything you want to say about this track? I have some opinions on it. I feel like the first 40 seconds are so expected it's like as soon as that instrument comes in you almost know exactly what's going to happen by the books for the, the rest of but it and then, then at like the 40 second it mark it just completely becomes an entirely new song and it's it just weird. comes out of nowhere but which part do you like better uh I, hard to say i mean 
How about the weird volume swell in the very beginning arpeggio? That was odd. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I'm not actually the biggest fan of this track. I think it's yeah, a little bit lazy and rushed. I included it because for some reason, like I said, when I heard it, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, this is like, for some reason, felt like this classic piece of video game music yeah, that we hadn't what the played. Hell so just it's happened like, right there. <laughs> so it's like, we have to include this because, you know, this is racing our third installment. So I think that's probably why, you know, we've had two previous installments. Well, and this track is pretty gnarly. Like, it's, it's very weird. It sets up something entirely different than what you're expecting. And, you know, it's this kind of minor key, darker thing. It has that, potential, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess I just... Yeah, there was if something about it. If you're going to do it, that kind of major key happy thing, I I, I think it, it should have been prepared in a different yeah, way. Yeah, there's definitely something about it that did catch my ear, and I definitely am in, I'm glad we're playing it. And sometimes, you know, that that is interesting. Do we always have to only play tracks that we love? Like, can't we also play tracks that, like, there's definitely something interesting there, but uh, there's things we can talk about that we don't think are necessarily the most effective, and, like, there's things that maybe would have been better, you know, right. in hindsight. Um well, I mean, of course, I mean, we make the playlist, so we can do whatever. Oh, was that like a rhetorical question? I think it was a little rhetorical. <laughs> but every now and then I like to play a track that, you know, we're not always going to gush over, you know, because you can't gush over everything. But for the most part, I love oh, like, well, wait till you hear the track of the week. <laughs> Speaking of that, I am very excited to move on to this week's track of the week. What a gem this soundtrack was that I discovered. This is a Dreamcast racing game called Metropolis Street Racer, composed by the wonderfully prolific Richard Jakes. I love Richard oh, Jakes. I love Richard so much. His, especially when he does jazz kind of funk music. It's just my bag so much. And uh, this kind of reminds me of more what would have been the norm in the 90s. You know, maybe his work on, you know, the Saturn and stuff like that. Uh, did a lot of great racing stuff there, obviously. Um, but for some reason, this game... Uh, the developers really wanted this game to have radio stations. It was the very first video game to have like different radio stations. It was a precursor to GTA in a lot of ways. Um, and and one of the radio stations was, I think, like Funk Fusion or Funk R&B or something. And because of that, every single track on that station is super, super groovy and I'm just super a big fan of. So we're going to play two tracks today from this from that particular station in the soundtrack. The track of the week is called Outside In, once again composed by Richard Jakes. Enjoy.
killer piece of music. You guys are listening to and definitely enjoying Outside In from Metropolis Street Racer for the Dreamcast, composed by Richard Jakes. Why did they need this level of production for this game? I mean, I'm really happy, but full horn parts to write out those parts to record all that stuff it's just wild it's but it's, it's super super and good to consider it's not like this is just the main music of the game this is no. one of the stations one of the stations there's a rock station that has real guitars and drums there's jazz like it's interesting you stuff. wonder if it's like if electronic i mean i imagine video games still had relatively large budgets but maybe it was just cheaper to produce i don't know the um the yeah, game part of games. Richard, even in the 90s, he just always had a great ear for production, and his tracks always just sounded so polished. And that's, that's definitely true. the case here. There's parts of this that remind me of Nintendo. It feels kind of Japanese. Um, but again, you know, for racing music, this is the reason why this is track of the week. You know, obviously, I, I, I love it, and it was a standout, but I think it's an effective racing track because that, right, that jazzy agree. modulation, you never quite get your bearings. You're always moving on to something else, and it well, just it reminds me visuals. of uh, N64 Mario Kart, like yes. what that was going for. Wouldn't it be um, great if, if uh, and... this kind of was the tradition of Mario Kart, you know, instead of... I think they tried to bring it back a little with Mario Kart 8, but yeah. it's it's kind of hard to undo the direction that that series has it's gone. It's going to take a long time to undo that, right? But we're getting there. I mean, Mario Kart yeah. 8 was definitely a step in the right direction for sure, and particularly um, some of the DLC music I think is exquisite. Uh, I think now it's time to move on to another really cool Super Nintendo soundtrack that this is composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi and we featured this actually in that episode recently spotlighting on him this is a uh, Suzuka 8 hours and this is a really interesting track called Champion I think it's probably one of the victory themes maybe when you beat the game or when you beat one of the circuits uh, so let's take a listen to the really positive track Champion <laughs> You guys are listening to Champion from Suzuka 8 Hours, composed by Katsuhiro Hayashi. I'm a big fan of the da 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 the triplet kind of, uh, that's really the main theme of this track. It's just so heavily relying on those triplets. Yeah, I can't tell if it's supposed to sound like delay or if that's like actually what the melody is. I think that's what the melody is. Because it it's confused me the first time I listened to it. Mm-hmm. Today, listening to it, it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Um, but When I showed it to you yesterday, it confused right, I was you. like, ah, what's going on? I'm a big fan of it. And again, yeah, it's I really jazzy like the B track. section. This feels like just like, you know, par for the course for Hayashi, just kind of doing his thing. Probably not thinking too much about what he's doing, not overanalyzing, just kind of like doing something drums. natural. What do you think of the drums for this track? I think they're good. And again, something I mentioned with Hayashi's music is they're performed a lot. There's not a lot of copying and paste 
in his music. Like even if it's a simple drum beat, you will hear slight differences in the kick and the snare patterns. And and what he's trying to do for the drum sound here is that '80s gated reverb kind of hair metal right. arena sound. But in general, I'm a really big fan of of uh, Hayashi's drum writing for any of the systems that he worked on. Fun. Uh, now we're going to move on to something I alluded to. Let's play a DLC track from Mario Kart 8. I think this music uh, that I've heard, you can go on YouTube and you can see the footage of them recording it with right. these wonderful Japanese they did musicians. That the, um, the, they did that the first time around for mm-hmm. the actual in-game music. Exactly. And, and all the DLC stuff I've heard from the F-Zero stuff, uh, from a- any any of the stuff, has just been absolutely outstanding. This is one of the outstanding tracks I was introduced a couple months ago. This is Animal Crossing Summer. And it's based off of uh, various melodies. Mm -hmm. Uh, The cool thing about the Animal Crossing series is it has a lot of reoccurring motifs, a lot of very small, short melodies that are done up in entirely different ways. So I thought when I listened to this track, I thought it did a really good job of um, combining different little motifs into one song Absolutely. and fitting the sort of and you guys Mario gotta Kart check aesthetic. Out, um, all of them too. The Animal Crossing Winter is also really, really cool too. But yeah, just bite-sized themes that work super well in a medley. Uh, the composers for this game are Shiho Fuji, Atsuka Asahi, Ryo Nagamatsu, and Yasuaki Awida. Let's take a listen to Animal... And probably along with um, Kasumi Tataka for some of these themes. Possibly, yeah. Um, So this is Animal Crossing Summer from Mario Kart 8. drum fill there oh, right before the loop this is outstanding performance by these Japanese cats this is Animal Crossing Summer from Mario Kart 8 DLC and this is most likely a lot of this music is probably you know Kasumi Tataka composed but arranged by these Mario Kart 8 composers just so much fun that violin just makes me melt it's syrupy and beautiful it really puts these melodies in the best light possible, you know? Well, it was sort of, these were sort of my feelings of playing through Nintendo Land the first time and all those different attractions utilizing music from all kinds of different series, but doing them up in this really imaginative way that just yeah. sort of screams Nintendo. I'm a big fan of these arrangements. Uh, similarly with the F-Zero and um, Zelda Oh my gosh, those ones. are great. The saxophone. Yeah. I'm so glad they did that. Guitar and saxophone. Wonderful yeah, I have pairing. mixed feelings about Nintendo right now after E3. Oh so my goodness. I need to recover we should talk. from my, from we my should talk frustration, about it. but... 
how disappointed yeah. are both of us on um well and every year Metroid i try game. not to get my hopes up because they just continually let me down at e3 and this year i really just like was Is trying there, to not I, get my hopes up i mean i know up, people are still let me down it's possible people are overly bashing that game but, but really is there anybody that was asking for a metroid sports game like who is that for? I just don't understand who that game is for. Is it for new young kids who don't know the series that want to get it? Like nobody would ask. Well, the thing for that, that I was thinking about is Metroid Prime is like a 12, 13 year old property, and it's not one that we've seen a release in since like two thousand seven. <laughs> so I, I, it's like appealing to like a child audience, like the typical kid and, and who has a three DS probably doesn't even know what Metroid Prime is. Well, you know what sucks is it just should not be called Prime. It should just be called Metroid Federation. Or, or how about better give it an entirely different name and yeah. have it no association? Nothing to do with to Metroid. Metroid. I mean, it might be it's fun, so and then none, no one would be upset. Especially because you know there was that retro was teasing like they and were going to announce something. Retro had no announcement. For E3, and so we were all hoping, you know, maybe another Metroid Prime game, and so then we hear Metroid Prime, yeah, and, Junior. And, and really, I think people's anger is totally warranted because not only are you slapping the Prime name on this, uh, you know, kind of watered down 3DS multiplayer based game, which when I think of multi Metroid, the last thing I care about is is multiplayer. Well, and the Wii U um, is just like almost what, like three years old now, and yeah. it still doesn't so have it's, like it's a killer just, app. At this point, it's too late. You know, it's like okay, yeah, when they're is, already talking about the next console, and it's like well, and wow. then the fact that you know they don't show anything from the Zelda game, so it's like. It is still being developed, but when? Who really cares at this point? I feel like the Wii U is almost on its way out. If you're not even showing footage of the main kind of Wii U Zelda game, then yeah, I don't mean weird. to be so negative, but it's like it's I, hard. I don't have high hopes. I don't have high expectations. Like I'm okay with them not releasing a game for months on end just to know that there are some good games. Well, coming I think out, what we were saying. But there's no new yesterday we were talking about. And I think we kind of got to the bottom of it really these feel like filler games that there's they're totally fine you know these mario parties and these metroid federations like it's all fine that these games are being made but the fact that this is the cream of the crop these are right. like their big titles it's like if where there's are a all new the big titles? you know mario galaxy or if there was some other and i mean i'm using names that ideally i'd like them to come up with new creative ideas we'll but not just we'll see let's let's try to stay positive here what a rant wrap Oof. up this episode i yeah. mean it's, it's it was it it's was just yesterday that um yeah. the nintendo conference at the time of recording so it was on our mind we need so. some time to cope all right let's try to cope with this wonderfully relaxing track this is called the heat waves from super monaco gp for the genesis composed by takahiko uwabo let's just chill out and enjoy this track listening to the heat waves from super monaco gp takahiko awabo on this one definitely the chillest the slowest track 
Kind of, a, really, this is a, a slow jam, in a way. While we cool our white-hot rage. Cool our nerves from that E3 rant. And it's coming from two Nintendo fanboys, too. It's just interesting. And the other thing is they confirmed that they're not even, like, working on any kind of Metroid game. They're like, if there is a new Metroid game, it probably won't be till the next console. So it's like... Let's just skip this one. Which just means I probably won't even watch E3 next year. I just keep <laughs> hoping, holding out for a Metroid game. And it's unfortunate that, for whatever reason, we're not uh, just kind of in a taste uh, sense, or maybe the fact we don't have those consoles, not super really interested in the Sony and Microsoft stuff for the most part. I mean, that Yoshi's Woolly World looks kind of cute, but, I mean, we've known about that for over a year and a half. Uh, Mario Maker? I mean, I'm going to buy it, but really? Like, they announced that last year? It's still not out? That seems like a simple enough game to... I wish I was more into kind of modern online multiplayer-focused games because but I, there's so she, many of them I mean, out. it's not even like Nintendo's doing a good job at stuff like that. I no, mean, I'm saying... I'm yet, yet to buy Splatoon. I'm but. saying if I was, I could buy an Xbox One and I could be treated right. to wonderful I mean, that you know, the new stuff. Tomb Raider game looks kind of fun. I'm excited and for that. And Uncharted 4 looks amazing. I was watching something um, with Camilla Luddington, who's coming back for the role of Lara again, and she's talking about the new kind of facial technology because before right. you know they're using there some was, glow in the dark yeah it's like it's dot. almost like this this kind of black light that they put like this like marker on her face and before it was like what maybe you had like five dots on their face and now there's like, probably have like thousands of dots on her face so probably somewhere in between five and a thousand so hopefully the animation will be even even better so now let's move on to a game for the sega cd and this was composed by a lot of kind of classic sonic composers we have jun senaway uh, Masafumi Ogata, Sachio Ogawa, and Yashiaki Kashima. This is a game called Formula One World Championship Beyond the Limit. And let's take a listen to a track. This is all Red Book audio stuff here. Pretty, pretty cool rocking stuff. This is um, BGM4. listening to BGM4 from Formula One World Championship for the Sega CD. Really kind of cool, groovy Red Book audio from the mid-90s. Well, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, we, we had a little bit of a conversation the other day about, you know, why don't all composers on the Sega CD use Red Book audio? Why was there anyone who was doing kind of uh, synth-based stuff? Or I guess Saturn, that was more the case because the Saturn did have kind of continued the FM stuff that the Genesis had, but it also did have Red Book capability. So, yeah, it's like, why didn't everybody just do something like this? 
Yeah, I, I can't. I have to imagine some of it has to do with the type of game and the disk space available, or the budget. Um, yeah, it's also possible that if they didn't have access to either real music or good kind of general MIDI sequencer type things, mm -hmm. um, that they would just opt to use the sound chip. I also feel like depending on the level of interactivity to the game, like if. You know, you want to write the music um, and encode it to specifically to actions so in the So in some game. ways, it's and easier so, to do that with MIDI stuff yeah. as opposed to this. It, they may have also had difficulty creating the loops with actual um, recorded music. Mm -hmm. um, so but this is a cool knows? change of pace. Cool. I'm excited to move on to the next track. Uh, this is actually a, a little medley that I made up, and I think this is Will's favorite piece of the day. This is from an NES game called Racer Mini Yonku Japan Cup, composed by uh, the prolific Jun Funahashi, great composer. We're a fan uh, of, of him on the podcast. There's two very short, very cute, and just like oozing with a oozing with bubbliness uh tracks that i discovered in this in the soundtrack and each one was only like 12 or 15 seconds so i was like these are both so good let's just do a medley with both of them because it still wouldn't take that much time so this is a medley of track five and six from racer mini yonku japan cup give you the reins i know you love particularly the second track i mean what's not to love both of those melodies are so sprawling it reminds with life. me of koji kondo but it it's honestly kind of like more authentic to the vaudeville mm -hmm. sort of era um it, gosh it's, it's so great. so freaking good yeah it's just, it's just it's wonderful. beautifully composed melodies it feels very much of a period but it's still able to maintain um, a high level of musical quality it doesn't feel like a parody um, it's very lovingly composed I I'm a huge fan of the first melody mm -hmm. uh, it almost has like a lullaby quality the shape of the melody the way you get phrases and what section of the phrase repeats it's yeah. very natural it's very singable also the kind of portamento it's just really beautiful and there is something to be said about these bite-sized melodies it was something we had <sighs> there's something we had a lot of fun on our short and sweet episode if you guys haven't um, checked that out anyone new to the podcast go back we had an episode called short and sweet and we played like 40 or 50 tracks on that episode because every single track was like 
15 seconds or less. Right. And there is something just almost like, that's really the true power of 8-bit video game Absolutely. music. Is, I, I can completely I, agree. Can, can you capture me in five seconds? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love video game music. That's one of the things that made me want to get into it is just, right. I don't know, anytime you can, um, and, and not just like catch somebody's attention in five seconds, but tell a complete musical story, not feel yep. like you've been shortchanged, but really feel like you can have you a satisfying yeah, piece like, in under a minute. You said everything that needs to be said, and there's nothing left that needs to be said. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean these pieces you know, both have a full rep, a full repetitions of the A melody, and you even get a slight little B you section. Know, it's the just thing, beautiful. the thing that a track like this does, or in this case, both these tracks, this just this the level of craft of this composer, I guess, is that it kind of spoils you because it's like, all right, in 15 seconds, what he's able to convey, and literally he's able to just end it like there's nothing left I have to say. Think about the tracks that we've listened to it for four minutes and they haven't said anything well, interesting. And the writing is so tasteful. I, I was never brought out of the track by the limitations of the system. There was never any kind of gimmicky arpeggiation or any kind of weird timbre switching. It was all very natural. Honestly, if I was listening to it with different instruments, I would have had no idea that it was just three channels. Like, it, it feels so... Yeah. Um, comfortable uh, and really yeah. confident and, and you know not to not to kind of dwell on that outrun 2019 track but if we compare the two it's like there's a track where you well, have I mean, that's just not fair I mean, it is so different it isn't fair but it's it's interesting to, to, to think about you know here's a track where you have a lot more time you have about two minutes or you know a minute or two minutes you have uh you know a lot more instruments a lot more channels and what that track was able to do just was not anything that special. Well, it's like when you hear a great old Broadway show tune with a wonderful orchestration and it has just a really fancy kind of um, big ending, you know, just that feeling of completion and every choice is right and really comfortable. That That's kind of the feeling I get when yep. listening to these tracks. I mean, it just floored me, the quality of the melodies, the implementation, and just sort of the effortless and earnest nature of the music. That well, gets my vote. Well, luckily, we get to continue with another wonderful track because I'm going to play another track from Metropolis Street Racer for the Dreamcast by Richard Jakes, another kind of jazz funk R&B track that I'm a huge fan of. This track is called Think About It. my kind of music right here this is think about it from metropolis street racer by richard jakes seriously will i want you to think about this <laughs> if, if you're gonna if you're gonna describe uh to somebody 
funk or jazz music if someone has never heard it before like what what is it about this music that is effective and that just for me obviously i could explain it but for you you have a little bit of a different relationship well with let's jazz use and funk. more vague non-musical terminology mm-hmm. i think it's tenacious and mm. exciting there's like a youthful energy to it and it's it's very kind of uh, sly, very cool. Um, I don't know. These are just my emotional feelings mm-hmm. when listening to it. It's, it's having fun with itself, but it's also really creative. There's this balance of intellectual and spontaneous. And now let's get into the musical uh, aspects of it. For me, what it is, is it's all about that syncopation. It's all about the funky offbeat rhythms. And really interesting harmonized kind of brass lines that just hit you in the right. face combined with wonderful... Big sort of blocks of yeah, sound with the brass. Wonderful rhythm section playing. You know, the bass is very confident and funky drums is just super driving yeah there's an independence of parts and what I particularly love with the trumpets is they unify when they need to and they can spread out when they need to so mm-hmm. you can be hit with huge lush harmonies but then you can also get these either octave or really powerful unison runs and all those trumpet players I don't know if they're overdubs or being recorded live but you know they're just completely and just, you tight know anytime you have that wonderful forte piano and it's performed really well it's just Awesome. And in some ways, that kind of feels like a car, you know, kind of that Doppler effect. Yeah, the Doppler effect. Yeah, true. So I think it's time to move on to something that I'm super excited to share with everybody. Uh, Okay, so the name of this, I guess, game that we're playing this track from is Super Mario Kart Beta. Uh, Some of you out there might be really excited about this. There was a beta for the original Super Mario Kart. Um, and there were a couple tracks that had different pieces of music than what was included in the final game. I'm not really sure if Soyo Oka wrote something and the designer said, you know what, this doesn't fit, or a particular levels were scrapped. But in any case, this is one of the tracks, it's a piece of music, it's called Vanilla Lake, but this was not included in the final version of Super Mario Kart. So for most people out there, a completely unheard beta track called Vanilla Lake, composed by Soyo Oka. Let's take a listen. It's interesting. My opinion on this track is, first of all, I'm so excited that I get to hear a new Soyo Oka track from this era, from this exact same creative time, and it feels like classic Soyo Oka. The lushness of those jazz harmony is just wonderful. But I love the track musically, but I really don't think it would fit at well, all. I, I in think this kind game. of the thing that's interesting, if you look at a composer or any artist who maintains a standard of quality, which essentially means everything that they release is up to a certain yeah. level. Um, this doesn't feel I think like racing thing, music. Is it, it means that if you go into their vault, if you go into their mm-hmm. vault of songs that are unreleased, you're not necessarily going to find gems that live up to that standards because one of the reasons why they can have such high standards is they're very liberal with yeah. cutting out tracks or not using musical ideas that aren't up to that super high caliber of That's quality. That's true. 
But again, it's just always such a joy when you get to go into the vault of someone you really right. love. You know, in, in recent years, we've been all treated uh, to go into Michael Jackson's vault and to hear these right. new unreleased songs. And it is kind of an interesting thing where it's like, did these people ever want this to be heard? You know, like, is right. Soyo Oka embarrassed that we're listening to this and sharing it with I these mean, people on the podcast? I mean, I think the, the world podcast? is a better place for having Blue Gangster. So, I mean, yeah. I'm grateful for that. And I think the world's a better place for having the beta Vanilla Lake as well. To varying Oka. degrees but yeah wonderful all right it's time to move on to the last track we'll talk about what an interesting uh case this is this is a game called racing lagoon and this game was developed by square and if i'm not mistaken it has rpg elements in it and when you listen to this music you're gonna be like okay that that makes sense because it feels like rpg music so really good music for the ps1 uh composed by some great composers noriko matsueda and takahito aguchi and we're gonna play a track called aoi kawashima again from racing lagoon enjoy guys thanks a lot for joining us today as we for the third time looked at wonderful racing game music in video games modern stuff old school stuff you know from the nes all the way to the ps3 uh i had a great time listening to some things that don't really sound like racing game music like this is a good example very relaxing and chilled out so hopefully if you guys are just kind of chilling out listening to this uh this fit well i do think there were some tracks that maybe motivate you um you know maybe monday morning at work so totally. I think this is a good playlist. Next yeah, next week, guys, we again we have that listener show and tell uh, volume three, I believe. So I absolutely can't wait for right, that. Episode. So at this point, it's more of sort of a oh shoot, we didn't get it in. Um, but I mean, hey, if you're listening to it, you know, as soon as this comes out and you have another track you want to submit, yep, send it to us. Uh, if it's amazing, you know, we might play it on the show. But chances are, we probably have the playlist all put together um but that's yeah, a good motivator though send us something you. amazing right now and we wanted to say it. thank you to all of you for your submissions and just further than that for your continual support of Absolutely. the show throughout the yeah, past let's, what has it been like four yeah, years let's give little reminders here um i released uh, recently that sonic-esque arranged album and in general all of our original music you can find on our website um you can actually type in music.supermarcadobros.com 
if you want to go to it directly. And everything we've ever released is on there. It's all pay what you want. So if you want to put in zero, that's totally fine. If you want to put in $2, that's great. Uh, and all the stuff we've released, you know, we had that Hello World double album recently. We've done a bunch of other homages to, you know, to F-Zero, to Mega Man, as well as just original work, uh, you know, soundtracks and we'll for projects we've done. we'll probably be submitting, um, soon enough we'll probably be submitting, because um, we've been working on more games and some things where we've uh, completed um, quite a bit of music so uh in the upcoming you know weeks and months and years ahead <laughs> we're going to be uploading more uh, original and soundtracks another reminder you can subscribe to us on youtube you can follow us on twitter you can like us on facebook and just thanks and again you can just for, like us in yeah, real life like too us in real you don't life. have to you know go on any of the social media but i would to appreciate like an email saying i like you guys that or just so we know we, that you we like require us. at least letting one friend know i mean i think it's the least you could do just to sort of expand and you know write an itunes review no <laughs> i i mean that would be great if you if no. you really do enjoy no, the show feel free to just do whatever you're doing whatever you want to do we appreciate you for you you just keep being you all right guys we're getting silly so we got to get out of here but we're going to play out with a track from Aguru suzuki super driving by katsuhiro hayashi thanks a lot my name is carl brueggemann i'm his brother will brueggemann i love you peace out <laughs>